Hey guys, just wanted to take a minute to thank you, the listener, for listening and proving that you have a growth mindset. Our mission is to curate information from top influencers around the world. We provide you with real, actionable steps on how to improve in every and any area of your life, whether you own your own business, you're a C-suite executive, or just starting your journey of self-development. Professional development is all about growth. And you know that if you're not growing, you're dying. If you enjoy this content, please help us by helping others and liking, sharing, and subscribing. Thanks. Hey guys, welcome to the Professional Development Podcast. Today is Wednesday, March 17th. St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day. No. Look at the Irish. is wearing green. Yeah. I'm I'm going to pinch you guys. Uh, Today's episode 30. We're titling this one, Minimum Skill Set Equals Minimum Wage. So we'll get into some quotes and some uh, influencers' takes on minimum wage. We'll talk a little bit about the economic impact. We'll go into personal stories about how we've developed our own skill sets. And then uh, we'll actually give some takes on how people can promote, get promoted, make more money. And then I will be coming in at the end with just the tip before we get into that. Guys, what's going on? Busy, man. Been killing it at work lately. We got so much work. It's unreal right now. So that's what I got rocking. But you guys? Dan, what's up? I've had like a little bit of anxiety lately. Just, uh, I mean, work's good. We're pick- like, we keep picking up new clients, but I feel like something's coming. I'm just not used to like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Just Maybe. use the old excuse, da- daylight savings time. Maybe the wife's pregnant. It's seasonal, di- seasonal. Affective disorder. Affective disorder. Hashtag sad. For the second sad. season. In a row. <laughs> <laughs> it's chronic. Yes. Okay? <laughs> I saw something the other day that said, it's time to trade that seasonal depression in for actual depression. <laughs> <laughs> oh, What's up with you guys? Oh, man. Just, uh, shoot, working a lot, man. Ready for uh, ready to have this discussion on uh, some minimum wage. It's going to be a good episode. Yeah. Uh, working. Trying to sell. Um... Got the beach and a big tournament coming up. Bobby and I both do here in about a month. So, uh, you know, trying to get, trying to straight shred, bro. Are you guys like working? We're trying mostly to look good, um, but we we also want to play. If we play okay, then great. But as long as we look good on the beach, that's what really give a fuck. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm there. I hate the beach actually. You told me that, which is crazy to me. Is it because (laughs) the sand? Do you not like how sand gets everywhere? I don't like sand. It's like fucking. Herpes it's everywhere. <laughs> you can't get rid of it. You go to your bed. There's sand in your bed. There's sand on the floor. You walk around the condo. Fucking sand. Sand everywhere. My house is full of sand. I, I hate your house. Yeah, that's why you haven't been to the new place. No. No. Because there's too much sand. All right. So, <laughs> minimum skill set equals minimum wage. Guys, what quotes do we have? I got one by Rex Curry. Um, what he said is a person's right to a job is a sp- 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 whoa. Let's start, start edit that, that one. one out there, baby. <laughs> Using that Cut. all too much. Cut. A person's right to a job is as suspicious. Do not edit this out. Brad rarely fucks up. Well, we got it on video, at least, yeah. so we'll, we'll edit it out for the pod, but at as least we can go back boss's to boss's right to success in business, there is no right to a minimum wage just as there is no right to success in self-employment. That's it. What do you think? I, I agree 100%. I mean, I think um, 
as we're self-employed running our own businesses, our paycheck is not guaranteed every single week. We have to provide value every single week to justify our earnings. So I feel like as an employee, they are an asset that you invest into to help build your uh, back end. So I feel like if they're not providing the value, their paycheck is not just, it, it, it shouldn't be a guarantee, if that makes sense. Right, right. I hear you. <clears throat> you want me to shoot? Shoot. Hit it. So this is actually from Elon Musk. So you get paid in direct proportion to the difficulty of problems you solve. And so <clears throat> a couple of years ago, Andy Frisella, throwing my money in the pot. Five bucks. He kind of took this and changed it where you get paid in direct proportion or there's a direct correlation in the amount of money you make to the amount of value you provide to the world. And I like that one better because... Um, problems you solve, yeah, definitely get paid in proportion to that, but the value you bring the world. So if you look at entertainers or athletes who make all this money, well, they entertain millions of millions of people. So <clears throat> they get paid a lot, right? So I think that if you look at that, um, that quote, it kind of shows where, hey, you get paid direct proportion to the amount of value you bring the world. And so I posted this on Facebook uh, a couple of years ago, and I had a lot of blowback. Like, people were like, hmm. that's not fucking true. Like, what about teachers and police officers? And I'm like, I get it. They should be paid more, 100%. But at the same time, if you're a teacher and you have 20 kids in your class and you do that for 20 years, you've touched 400 people throughout your career, right? But if you're a teacher and you start a software company and all of a sudden you've supported millions of students, you probably make a fuck ton more than a teacher that supported 400 people in their, their career. So trying to put that in perspective, I do think that police officers and first responders should make more money for the record, but just throwing that out there. Yep. Oh, fun fact based <laughs> off that. So <clears throat> uh, humble brag, I was in Chipotle the other day and I bought a, there was like a police officer right behind me and I just told the lady, I was like, hey, grab his, by the way. So yeah, I, I give back. I'm that guy. Nice. Yeah, but, but you bragged about it, so now it's no longer right. no karma Matt points. Matt also right. has a warrant, but this and he is, was like, please but, don't run my plates. But this is, yeah, <laughs> I was really hoping he'd see that. No, but uh, I didn't say anything, but the what I found out, and everybody should know, is that if you could do that at Chipotle, they actually like, gave me the their, uh, like a police officer discount to pay for his. Oh, so I got cool, 40% then. off my meal, so I paid like three extra bucks to Basically buy get one, this get guy one. lunch. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, nice. deal. That's cool. Yeah. Good so, on you, Chipotle. That Not is a, fun a sponsor. Fact. Not yet. yet. Not yet. Uh, I'll go. So this is a this is a quote I found. I had to sadly look this guy up. His name's uh, Narendra Modi. He's a prime minister of India. But he said, the more we give importance to skill development, the more competent will be our youth. So I think, you know, and we'll talk about this a little bit. There's definitely like a sense of entitlement to people wanting to make money. I think the mindset should shift early on in age to develop your skill set first and understanding that the money will follow after you prove that you're worth something. Yep. Love it. Uh, last one uh, here for me. I got a Gary V quote here. Without hustle, talent will only carry you so far. So pretty much in line with what you guys have as well. It um, doesn't matter how talented you are. You have to work hard to get whatever it is that you want, whether you want to go work at McDonald's or you want to go uh, start your own company. So you got to work hard at it. Yeah, and he he actually put something out this week where it was like, you want to make more money? Go work harder if you want. If you want to go on vacation, work less and go on vacation more. You know, whatever you put your time into, it's going to have that cause and effect of like work hard, make more money, do this, you know, get more of that. So 
I thought that was cool. Yep. Good quotes. Let's get into it, guys. What are your thoughts on minimum wage just in general? Um, any topics going on in the world right now? Well, I mean, obviously, um, the reason we're having this conversation is they're they're talking about doing a federal mandate to raise um, minimum wage to $15 an hour. At the current moment, it's $7.25. So we'd be almost doubling the More the than minimum, doubling. Yeah, more than doubling the minimum wage. And I think something that a lot of people overlook um, when they say there's a federal mandate happening is that states have their own mandate in place already, which are over half of them are higher than the federal mandate to begin with. So I think that's something that's kind of left out a lot that's not explained. And I think the reason it's like that is because there's places like New York, California, cost Washington of living. State. Their, yeah, right. their cost of living is a lot higher. So like New York's state mandates $15. So they're not doing anything to the state of New York other than actually putting their state probably in a, a worse position as far as poverty goes, because now with inflation, with the cost of goods is going to go up across the country. Now, those people who, they, they didn't get a raise in New York at all. Or a place like Arkansas or Oklahoma or even Missouri, if we raise it to $15 here, we're nearly doubling it. So now we're going to, our cost of living in Missouri is the fourth lowest in the entire country, believe it or not. So we would be jumping up a, a pretty large scale here. But then at the same time, I, I, I don't believe that employees are going to hire less people. I think that's a stigma that a lot of people think will happen. I don't think that's going to happen at all. But I think that cost is going to get passed back to the consumer. So your dollar meal at McDonald's is now going to be $3 because they have to they have to cover their cost somehow. They still have to have people running it. And at the same time, robots are going to end up taking a lot of employees' jobs is what could happen. Right, and, and, and to that, so I think that because of automation and like, for example, right now my recruiting... I'm working on building a bot. <laughs> like yeah. we have what uh, kind of bot? It basically does all the front end sourcing, like the the very admin heavy sourcing stuff. And so that takes time away from uh, it, it takes the the very low level mundane work away from the recruiters and from myself and from everybody so they can focus on higher level stuff. But we can take on more work with that in place if it works. Um and have the same amount of people. So I will hire less people, even though I'm taking on more work down the road, potentially. Um, so I, I actually think that there will be less hiring as you do more and more automation because you're going to have robots. Like I sent you guys, or I don't know if I sent all you guys this, but there's a bar in Vegas where it's a fucking robot. So you go up, you type in the screen to the drink you want, and this robot grabs a glass from the ceiling comes down, grabs the alcohol, pours exactly, or actually it goes up to the ceiling and gets the alcohol, the exact amount of alcohol that's supposed to be in there. So that's actually better yeah, quality yeah. control for bars. And then it'll shake it, it'll do whatever it needs to do, and it'll just serve you your drink. And no human, there's zero humans running that bar. Right. Yeah. So uh, I honestly, like, in terms of, like, economic and political, um, I guess just... No, like I, I'm just very uneducated when it comes to that. So I will say this, like if there's a, for what, for the reason minimum wage is in place, I did read um, the Economic Policy Institute said that uh, it's essentially down 17% since 2009 for what it should be. So if there's a minimum wage, if we're looking at that going from what Missouri is from 860 to $10 an hour, 
Um, I could see myself getting on board with that, but we're talking about $15 an hour. I mean, I looked up the Bureau of Labor Statistics. It says a paramedic salary is $35,000, which is essentially $17 an hour. Not to mention they have to pay probably about ten dollars to $13,000 just to get through school. So if we're talking about someone that's saving lives versus like, and has to be trained and certified on how to do that versus somebody that's cleaning houses or flipping burgers, again, not taking away from whatever profession, but you know, why would anybody go to school to make $2 an hour more for something that is blatantly, obviously more important to society? Right. Well, so I think that begs the question of why is it in place, right? So you kind of answered that. And who is minimum wage for? I think that's a good starting point is there's a minimum wage. Who is it for? So I can jump in. I think it's for people with minimum skill sets. And when you look at who has the minimum skill set, it's your 16-year-old that goes to high school and he or she works, you know, part-time job uh, 20 hours a week flipping burgers at McDonald's or doing some of this grunt work, basically, that you could call it. Um, And so that's a minimum skill set job. That's where you start. A minimum is where you start. And so from that, you should grow, right? Because that's the minimum. You have the minimum skill set. You get the minimum wage as you grow. So should your income. And so I find it interesting that people can get stuck in that. But who do you guys think the minimum wage is for? Who does it serve? Does it serve society, I guess, so that everybody's above a certain earning line? You know, uh, there's a living wage and there's a there's a poverty line. So I, I'm just curious what you guys think of who that's for. Is it to protect people or is it for people with minimum skill sets? Well, I don't know. I mean, I say to go off of your quote, right? You're paid in correlation to the value that you provide. You can look at society like you would look at a business, right? If I looked at like a Nestle Purina that I worked at, there's a very big difference between what the CEO makes and what somebody in an entry-level job is or just past an internship. So I don't necessarily know what the minimum wage is for, but who I think it is for is, like you said, I would agree 100% that it's the people... It's the skills that you can jump into. It's the a position you could jump into without having to meet any basic qualifications, without having any prior experience or requirements to do that job. Exactly. I, I couldn't agree more, especially after we said with uh, paramedics, $17 an hour. What what right is there for somebody to start their first job and get paid $15 an hour when somebody who went to school to save lives is getting $17? Yeah. And I think then that begs the question of, oh, well, then we'll we'll just, you know, push that down the line where these paramedics will get paid more. Well, all you're doing then is just, you're just moving the needle to a new spot and everybody is still in a relative position. It doesn't, it doesn't change anything other than change your baseline. That's it. I think it's a participation trophy kind of like mindset, especially now where you have you have these kids. And obviously, the minimum wage workers are not just 16-year-olds that are coming in no. for a job. And actually, I, I listened to a podcast um, earlier this week, and they mentioned that 50% are those 16 and less-year-olds. Um, and then the other half of them are people that are 35 years plus, and majority of them are either women or minorities of some sort. And you're going to have these kids that are going into these jobs just expecting $15 an hour. I mean, it's the same same kids now who just expect instant gratification, whether that be um, a response back to a text or something like that. So we're really teaching our the future generations to just expect all of these things without actually earning it. And I'm sure all of us that are in this room right now and probably a lot of people who are listening started off their first job making somewhere, I mean, my first job, eight bucks an hour. 
that's I think that's like where I started off. I was pumped. I don't even know what I got at the old grocery store. <laughs> were you a union? No, I didn't get in the union. I wasn't there long enough. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I wouldn't got fired. Yeah. I, th- <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I think these are. I think these are good points. And like you were saying, Dan, it's not just people that are 16, 17, like getting their first job. Um, but that being said, for those that are a little bit more developed in their quote-unquote career that are still in a minimum wage job, what would your suggestions be to to people like this in, in how to get ahead in a world where, you know, they've been making? I mean, if they've if they're making minimum wage now, there's a good chance that they've been making minimum wage their entire career. Yeah, I mean, I, that's just kind of my beef, right? Is like, if you... you this is very insensitive, I guess you could say. But when you're pushing on like, hey, we need, I want my minimum wage to be, written, you know, up to $15 an hour. So I'm fighting for that. And you're, let's say you're 35 years old and you're working minimum wage job. Well, you have the same opportunity as everybody else. Like you, you should have put in the last 10 years, 15 years, like building up a skill set to get more than minimum wage and you, to me, it's a, a decision. You chose not to do that. You chose to to stay in the minimum wage, not develop your skills, keep minimum skills. And so now you're fighting because you just want a raise without having to develop any more skills. So um, that's my thought on it. Like how now, but what can they do? Um, I, got, I got some stuff I can throw yeah, in. Yeah, go ahead. So uh, some stuff that I have for things that people can do is to think of yourself as self-employed, that, that no one owes you a paycheck, which relates back to my quote. Ask your employer what he would like to see fixed in the future, like a year out. Like, hey, what what problem do you have that you would like to see resolved in a year? That, okay, I'm going to take that, I'm going to do that. And then you provided a value through that or a skill set or whatever it may be that they didn't have before. Um, a couple other things are, what are the rules for success in your position? What do you have to do to be considered a successful person at that job? Did you check all the boxes? Did you do what you were hired to do? Um, document what you do and how you've made them money with a task that you've created. So something that you've done that's maybe saved an hour, two hours, 10 hours a week of your time that's went to the company, you show them that and say, hey, look at the value I've brought you. I've, I've saved you 10 hours worth of work that I've done other stuff. And I feel like, you know, I deserve a raise. And your employer is going to say, yeah. Like you're they're right. instantly going to say you're right. Um, and then a- another thing is I think there should be clear communication with with your boss or your employer or whoever it may be. If you're feeling like you're you're being underpaid, you just go and you talk to him about it. And then he's probably going to tell you, he or she is going to say, well, this is why. And here's the things you can do. But if you don't say anything, obviously it's never going to change. Yeah. yeah and, and if you say something and they tell you this is what you got to do and then you don't go do it, then don't expect a yeah, raise or an exactly. increase or anything like that. And I want to add one thing before you jump in, Matt. Um, you also, figure out how you can can be more valuable. Maybe not create more value, but how can you be more valuable to that employer or to your clients if you're a business owner or whatever it might be where, hey, right now I, I flip burgers, but then I'm going to start cleaning bathrooms and then I'm going to learn the POS system and, and you know check customers out. And then all of a sudden, you know every piece of the business and you're way more valuable than Bob next to you who only knows how to flip burgers. And so if cuts ever have to happen or they're looking at who we're going to promote or we're looking at who we're giving increases to, who do you think they're going to give the increase to? The person that's more valuable to the company or the person who's less valuable? They're not going to give it to everybody. Yeah. And they shouldn't. No, absolutely. And I've got a couple of couple of things on how 
Um, but to go back to uh, a little bit of like why people were in that, I think you can listen to our podcast on law of averages, right? You're the you're the average of the five people you associate yourself most with. So in the book, Think and Grow Rich, there was a famous criminologist that performed a study. Basically, the gist of it is he found out when people initially came in contact with crime, they were adamantly against it. If they remained in contact, they were tolerant of it. If they were around it long enough, they ended up embracing it and finally becoming influenced by it and most likely committing some sort of crime. Same thing with you know the, the minimum wage thing. If you're around people that think that all you can do is make minimum wage or not growing themselves or not trying to develop themselves into a person of value that can make more than minimum wage, you're going to be stuck there. So with that being said, even if you are surrounded majority uh, by majority of people that are at that level, one thing you could do is find someone that's killing it at their job. Find someone that got promoted, whether it's house cleaning, whether it's fast food, whether it's you know serving, bartending, whatever it might be. Find somebody that moved their way up and figure out what they did so you don't have to recreate the wheel. Um, also, something super simple, ask how. Like, Go to your manager and say, how do I become promoted? What are the things that I can do over the course of the next three, six, nine, 12 months to where I can get promoted? Write them down. That's your goal. Hit those things. Like become that person of value. So uh, the last thing I had was YouTube. Like it, we're, yeah. in, we're in a, you want to No, I was going to say, yeah, I, uh, I agree with you. We're, we're in an age where there's so much information that you could find online. And so what I did was I Googled the top 10 most common minimum wage jobs. And then I Googled some type of article or video that showed how to do it better. Yeah. So I did housekeeper. I found speed cleaning, tips for fast and efficient housekeeping, food preparation, nine, nine ways to make your restaurant kitchen run more efficiently, personal care assistant, restaurant server, retail. I found all of these. And so actually, I don't know how many people like in this um, space are going to be making minimal wage if you're listening to us, but I'm going to put them in the show notes because if there is someone out there, Hats off to you for listening to this, and you've got a ton of room for improvement, but there's just an ungodly amount of information out there on how to your do how to do your job better. Yeah, and, and we just did, uh, Brad and I just did, we did separate days, but we basically spoke to entrepreneur students at our old high school, and uh, that was one of the things that I left with. It's like, you guys have the most opportunity than anybody in history just based on the internet at, the, at your fingertips. Like, even when I was in high school, we, you know, we almost had it. We, yeah. we were getting closer, but um, now you can literally learn anything through the internet. And one thing I wanted to talk about a little bit is if you're in a role that's at minimum wage or even, and, and we could talk about this at different levels. Maybe you're making not minimum wage. Maybe you're making a couple bucks over minimum wage and you're like, hey, this just isn't cutting it. Matt and I interviewed a couple people this week that they're making more than minimum wage, but they're not, they're kind of, they got a ceiling, right? And they need to get out of their current career path in order to grow. Yeah. And so there's some, there's so many programs out there. Launch Code, for example, is one of them where you can have your full-time job. You can go to school for essentially free two nights a week for six months. They teach you how to develop and code. And at the end of the six months, you graduate and you're guaranteed a job, I believe, making around $60,000 a year um, with a Fortune 500 company in coding, uh, like, you know, building apps or whatever. So my brother-in-law teaches those classes. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. 
So, I, I mean, there's so many things that are available to people now that weren't available before that there's really no excuse to be stuck at the minimum wage level. And, and even if you're not at minimum wage, um, you can provide value in your business and offer more services or better services. You can um, basically dive into a whole new career path because there is so much available information online and you can start a side hustle. Uh, if you want to be a painter, you can learn how to paint like yeah. Matt said on YouTube. And then you all of a sudden you switch from McDonald's to a painting company and you're an apprentice and you can grow through that. The, the unions have apprenticeships too. So there's so many things out there that get people out of minimum wage that, that bring you value. You learn something new, you continue to grow. And that's why it's so hard for me to get behind raising the minimum wage to, yeah, I agree if, $10 an hour, understandable. But to d more than double it, especially in Missouri, that's that's tough for me to get behind knowing that there's so much out there for people. It all surrounds— Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, it all it it's all comes down to one thing, and it's action. Uh, it's it, If people are not actually trying to communicate with their boss and trying to figure out, okay, cool, what can I do to make more money here? Or what can I do to make more money elsewhere? Then nothing's ever going to happen. There's so many people that are just satisfied with the status quo of being surrounded by those five people that you're with that are not going to level you up. Um, and uh, one of the things that, I, I mean, you have so many people that, want to start their own business. Like, oh, I could start my own deal. And there's people that lack capital. That's a huge thing that a lot of people need. You lack capital, go do what I'm doing. Go sell something. Find a vehicle where you can be self-employed and go. I, I think selling is something that can make, uh, I mean, it was one thing that Case Kenny said on the interview last week. He said, selling made a man out of me. You know, and that was a really tough thing uh, just for all of us to probably get into at some point. I didn't think I was going to be good at sales until I finally started doing it. And the other things that these guys can do, just get onto Facebook Marketplace or Nextdoor and go find some stuff that people are selling for free or even that people are selling it cheap, refurbish it, try and flip it right back on there, that Gary V strategy, and figure out a way to make some more money if you're upset with how much you're making. I still flip shit. I mean, the, I, you're the, the king time. of that, dude. I love it. <laughs> I just love the process of making money. But you, you said a word there that I want to touch on, which is vehicle. And like, so if we take out employees, if we take and we talk just business owners, I think that if you're in a business or you own a business and uh, you feel like you're capped, I, I, I don't think you're ever necessarily capped in a business. But I do think it's harder to grow to a billion dollar company or a hundred million dollar company or even a million dollar company, depending on the vehicle that you choose. So I think you have to choose that vehicle, whether it's a career path or whether it's a business that you're getting into, what is the maximum potential that you could achieve with that particular business or, or career path? So I always think about vehicle before I get into any business endeavor or anything. I always kind of kind of audit the the vehicle. And I, since you said it, it kind of makes me think of, you know, how people complain how much certain individuals are paid that they go to school to be that knowing what their salary is going to be when they graduate. And to me, that's so hard to get behind. It's like, I don't want to hear you complain about how you're not paid enough when four years ago, you knew what you were going to be getting paid when you came out to be that certain position. You were studying history. What did you expect? Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like Dan said, like you, there, it, everybody can get stuck behind a ceiling. And I'm the type of guy that's like a side hustle to me. Somebody says a side hustle and I, I instantly think, how big can the side hustle be? Not just like, oh, I'm going to make an extra 500 bucks this week. It's like, can we make 50 grand next right. week? Right. I mean, you, know? you started as a side hustle and you turn it into a business. Yeah. You know, at some point, hopefully. And that's the problem with the education system in general. We're literally 
take having kids go to school from kindergarten all the way through college. And it's all just to spit out more W-2 employees for big businesses. And hey, if you want to do something about it, start your own thing. Yeah, and Matt knows how I feel on education and where the, where the state of that is at. And I, I do hope that down the road it changes so that people have more opportunities uh, to find the vehicle with more potential. Yeah, and and I think we're all we all definitely take the side of the um, the doing our own thing as opposed to being the W two employee. But I want to reiterate that there's nothing wrong. You can become incredibly successful. Um, do you know you can make millions of dollars being an employee of somebody else, right? But it's at the end of the day, it's about you developing that skill set, whether it's for your clients, for your business, or whether it's for your boss. I agree. Yeah, I love that. I had I actually had a really good quote from Gary V that I found earlier too, and it was I mean less of a quote maybe, but uh, just an article that I had read, and he was talking about how all of these young kids want to be millionaires, right? And uh, and Matt, to your point, there is absolutely, we talk a lot about, like you said, we talk so much about be self-employed, open your own business, stuff like that. Be entrepreneurial. That's it. Like you can be creative in a W-2 position where you're bringing more value to that company. And you can, like you said, make millions of dollars working at these places. And the problem with a lot of kids nowadays, or even because anyone listening to this, whether you're 18 years old or you're 60, you have an opportunity to start something. There is nothing stopping you from doing that except for yourself. And Gary V said, what if we had the mindset of these kids who are going to work every, or like wanting to make a million dollars? What if instead they said, how about 70,000 versus minimum wage? Because you look at minimum wage, if they raise it to $15 an hour is $31,200 a year. Right, not a lot after taxes. You're looking at what twenty four, twenty three net. Um, and instead, if you change your mindset to I want to make seventy thousand, seventy thousand is a whole lot easier to turn into a hundred, turn into two fifty, turn into half a mil, turn into a mil, and less people. People are thinking not not that it's a bad thing to think that big early on, but they need to focus on hey, how can I make seventy thousand dollars first and really enjoy what you're doing, so you can figure out hey, how can I turn this into something bigger? Yeah, but, and to your point, like I don't think anybody should expect it. I've had so many people from my past who have graduated college and then they come. Uh, to me, and they're like, "Hey, I want a job, and I want to make sixty thousand, seventy thousand." They just graduated college, and I'll look at them and I tell them, "Hey, for the particular degree that you have, you're really you're not going to find it, or maybe you'll find it. You might find it. There's like one percent chance that you'll find it. I'm not going to say it's not out there, but the reality is, you're probably between you know thirty five and forty five k is what you're looking at for your marketing degree because." 8,000 other motherfuckers just graduated with a marketing degree the same time you did, and they're all looking for jobs too. And so um, I think that you have to learn to eat shit for a couple years, um, basically, and kind of grind, build up your skill set, build up your value. And then, yeah, then you can go ask for more money. But to expect it, I think, is is uh, a fool. Uh, only a fool would expect to get paid $70,000, I think. Eat dirt so you can live in the clouds. The, the, the biggest fear I have with uh, raising the minimum wage is the inflation that it's going to cause, especially with the amount of money that we've we've thrown into the system in the last year. I mean, our dollar is going to just tank. Peso. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> we're just, it, no, everything's going to cost so much more that all this like seems great. Like, oh, look, I got 1400 bucks, which I don't get, but um, other people are. Sick brag. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is it's just like, it, it's, it's just gonna, it's not gonna push those people any farther forward. There's a reason they were in that position. You can give them $15, they're still gonna find a way to just absolutely 
below that. Well, I don't know who said it or where I saw it, but I agreed with it. And it's not necessarily 100% true, but I agree with the principle of it is, let's say you took all the money in the United States and we divided it up equally among every citizen. There's still going to be a bell curve there. There's still going to be people that spend it all and they're going to be down at the bottom, you know, and then you're going to have the general population that have kept some, maybe spent some, you know, and then you're going to have the the one percenters on the top mm-hmm. who have turned that money into more money. And I <clears throat> so I, I think the bell curve is a real model that that you can look at with that. So yeah, no, I agree. Um, it's not it's not our place to like you know I, I don't mind. Okay, fourteen hundred bucks that's cool. But then when you talk about a bunch of other things going on with all this free money, yeah, our dollars are going to be worth less at some point and. Inflation is going to kill us. Well, I agree with you in because ter- I don't know enough about inflation, what it would do to our dollar, but I have heard some things on that. What I do know is I do believe there, sh- there should be, there obviously should be a minimum wage. That's my personal opinion because I feel like there are employers that could take advantage of employees. Absolutely. But to go off Dan's point, there's a reason that majority of people that end up winning the lottery yeah. come out broke. 100%. And, and it's because if you weren't managing your money right, and not to say I always did that, but if you weren't managing your money right, then a million, $10 million isn't going to get you to manage your money right. It all comes down to what you can do with your money. Again, managing that and then realizing like, okay, if I want to make more, going back to all of our points, just developing yourself, right? Developing your skill set to where you are a value to your employer. To It's to the point where they want to give you more money. Right. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so uh, thanks again for listening, guys. Again, um, we're going to have some show notes. If you enjoy what we do, if you enjoy our content, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, which I just realized that we have. And uh, hit us with any questions. Did we get a just, did we get an OnlyFans inquiry? We, we do have a question, guys. We've got an OnlyFans inquiry before we get into just the tip. So our only fan question of the week is, should employers who use minimum wage have to provide a clear pathway or progression for employees' growth? No. That's a good no. question. I, I'd go with, I could see why there would be, um, but at the same time, if they're providing you with a job that's going to get put food on the table, they shouldn't have to show you progression, especially if they're a small business that's struggling. What they can do is they can provide you with skill sets that are going to lead to promotions outside of that next job. Yeah, I don't think it should be required, but I think it would be a cool thing for companies to have, right? So it shouldn't be required because it's, up to you. You're in the United States of America. You can choose who you work for. Yeah. You know? That's the beauty, right? Well, unless, you know, for the most part, you can choose who you don't work for, I guess is a better way to put it. And so if they don't have that and and somebody else that you're interviewing with has that, who are you going to choose? So that's up to you, really, at the end of the day. So believe it or not, I think this is something, if the government's going to come and, and use their power to control something for a business, like a minimum wage, I think that maybe they should try doing something like this first. Like say, hey, you need to have a, a handbook that says this is what you need to do if you want to get you know, paid this much next year, whatever, as opposed to just saying, you know what? Here's your minimum wage hike. That's double what you are. That's just it. Or on the flip end, you know, if they can't provide that progression, if they're a small company, should maybe they say that they here's where you cap out? Yeah, I here, think I think maybe that's a good idea. Surprising, I'm sure you guys didn't think I'd go that route on that answer. I did not. No, so. it's the most surprising thing of today. Those employers Do you have should that also. In place? No, 
<laughs> I was going to say those employers should also offer some benefits. That's what they need to do. Then they could have happier employees. Yeah. Mm. You guys, do you guys provide <laughs> employee uh, benefits? Guys, I think we're yeah, out of we time today. <laughs> 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 I think we're... Fuck. Well, guys, we appreciate you listening in. Uh, We've learned us, a lot about ourselves Follow today. us on social media. Uh, hit us with the OnlyFans inquiry. And uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Deuces. Hey, guys. So today's just the tip of the week is going to be short and sweet. And since we're talking about minimum wage and growing your skill set, <clears throat> it's really just one tip. And that's if you want to get ahead in your job or in your career, your goal should be to make your boss's job obsolete. So today, you're going to see that our theme is about how you can grow and develop your skills so that you don't have to worry about what minimum wage is. It's the easiest way to know what skills are going to get you to that next level is by looking at what your boss is actually doing. And there's a lot of people recording me right now, but little by little, start to volunteer your time to take your boss's responsibilities. Constantly be asking with him or her what you can be doing for them. So this is going to be doing three things. One, it's going to set you ahead of everyone else because I really don't believe that anybody's going to ask or volunteer to do their boss's job. Two, it's going to let them know that you're a team player and that you're committed to your job. And three, even if it doesn't get you promoted or get you more money, it's going to develop the skill sets within you so that you can go take their job at another company. That was just the tip. Thanks for listening.